Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. Pursuant to the provisions of Senate Resolution 483, the managers for the House of Representatives have seven hours and 53 minutes remaining to make the presentation of their case. The Senate will now hear you. Seven hours and 53 minutes. Seven hours and seven hours and 53 minutes. This is Politico's Nerdcast. We're going to try and give you what happened today in a little bit less than seven hours and 53 minutes. Much less. Today is the fourth day of the Senate impeachment trial and the last day that House Democrats are presenting their case. We're taping this at 4 p.m. today. The trial's still going on and will be until the evening, as, as we just heard. But first, we're going to crunch those seven hours and 53 minutes down. Nancy, give us your best 30 seconds on what today holds. Go. So this is the Democrats' third and final day of their opening arguments. And really what Adam Schiff wants to do is say that Trump engaged in a cover-up. He's tried to block witnesses from appearing before Congress. He's tried to block documents. Uh, it's a high-stakes moment because Democrats are trying to convince a handful of moderate Republicans to side with them and call witnesses to the trial. That would add some oomph to it. So it's a real high-stakes day for the Democrats. That was Politico White House reporter Nancy Cook, and I'm your host, Scott Bland. Nancy, can you take us into what President Trump and the orbit of people around him are doing this week as Democrats are making this case before the Senate? Yeah, so I would say this is a really high-pressure day at the White House. I talked to a bunch of White House officials this morning, and they were under a lot of stress. Basically, it's the third and final day of the Democrats' opening arguments, and the Democrats have spent three days really making the case that Trump obstructed Congress by trying to withhold documents. They're making the case that Trump held foreign aid. And so they've really been casting Trump in a certain light, basically for the past three days. And that has caused a lot of anxiety for the president. He doesn't like it that there have there has just been this one-sided Democrats have been allowed to talk for the past three days, even though that's the way the trial has been structured. So has Trump actually been watching the trial? Oh, man, yeah. I had I was asking one White House official, so is he watching in real time because he was in Davos? And one official said to me this morning, I think that's what the TiVo is for, Nancy. So I think that he has been recording it. He's been watching it. As we've seen, he's been extremely active on Twitter. And I think that today, Friday, is a really high stakes day for the White House because they feel all this pressure now to respond to these three days of Democrats. Trump's lawyers are allowed to speak for their three-day period starting Saturday morning, so starting tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And man, the pressure is on. I feel like Trump this morning tweeted that he was not happy that his lawyers would start their opening statement during in the Death Valley of TV, as he called it. On Saturday. Which, which is a Saturday morning <laughs> when people like are going about their daily lives. They're not watching. And he's aware of that. So I think what they're really going to try to do is make some opening statements, not do a full day tomorrow. 
do enough so that it dominates the Sunday shows and dominates the weekend news cycle, but they're really going to go full bore on Monday. It's interesting that, that you bring up the, the, the pressure everyone's feeling and Trump's mindset about all this, because the thing that struck me this week is it really seemed like a big part of the week was about surrounding him and him basking in the glow of his base even at this moment. Obviously, you mentioned he was at the Davos conference earlier this week, but just today he was on uh, the mall in Washington giving a a speech before the March for Life. So uh, talking to, you know, the anti-abortion marchers who who are very happy with what he's done in his presidency so far. Yeah, and I think that that's twofold. One, it's to keep him busy. So he is not just watching TV in real time and tweeting, which is probably what he would honestly prefer to be doing. And then two, it's also what the White House officials like to call counter-programming. It's this idea that they will ultimately be able to win sort of public opinion on the impeachment saga because while the Democrats are really running the trial, they want to show the president busy governing. So next week, he's going to sign a trade deal. He has two rallies. Um, Israeli leaders are, are visiting the country. And it's an effort to make him look very presidential, like he's accomplishing all these things, uh, even as impeachment is happening. It's something that Clinton also did during impeachment with a lot of success. And the White House is very aware of that Clinton model, and they're trying to use it here. I feel like that's coming up in every one of these podcasts we record, just the, the parallels in, in so many different ways to the, the Clinton impeachment 20 years ago coming up again and again and again. Now, circling back to what we mentioned before, you, Trump has been very involved in the the makeup of his defense team. And then also, you know, in terms of the, this pressure that you talked about, what they're going to say. Can you tell us a little bit about that and 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 what he, he wants to get out of this and, ha- and how that kind of worked into who's on the defense team in the first place. Yeah, so basically the defense team is being led by two people, Jay Sekulow, who is his longtime personal attorney, who the president really likes because he is both a lawyer, but he's also really good on TV. And he's savvy and he's performative. And Trump loves that. The other lawyer is Pat Cipollone, who is the White House counsel. Um, You know, he's a very well-respected litigator, a a big conservative lawyer, a a very prominent Catholic um, in Republican circles, but he has less TV experience. Trump so far has been happy with his performance, uh, you know, particularly when he showed a bit more emotion uh, towards the end of the first day. And so I think that that is something that Trump will be looking for. But he's also added some other people to the team like Alan Dershowitz, who is a controversial pick in the White House because Trump feels like, again, he's good on TV. He's a brand name. They added Ken Starr. Um, And so I feel like we will see Saturday, it'll really just be Pat Cipollone and Jay Sekulow, I think, will do the bulk of the argument. But then Monday, when they feel like Americans will be tuned in and back at work and paying more attention, that's when we'll see really the full legal team there. And what's the quick version of what they're they're going to try and, and hit us with uh, when, when they start these arguments? Well, I think that what they're going to try to say was that the president uh, didn't ultimately withhold aid, that aid eventually got to the Ukraine, so therefore he shouldn't be guilty. I think that they're going to uh, argue for a very expansive view of executive power. Um, and then they're going to say Trump did nothing wrong. What's interesting to me and what I'll be watching is that the, today the White House has gotten a lot of pressure from Republican lawmakers who have been saying, we don't just want you to call this a hoax and a hoax impeachment and sort of make the process argument that there's a problem with the process. The Republicans want the president and White House to address the substance of what the Democrats are saying. And that's something that they have shied away from doing so far. That'll be very interesting to watch next week. Nancy, thank you so much for walking us through it. Anytime. 
All right, that's our show. Another big thanks to Nancy for joining us today, and a big thanks to all of you for tuning in. The Senate impeachment trial will be happening on Saturday as well, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, but we'll be back in your feeds on Monday with the latest edition of the special impeachment nerdcast. Seven hours and 53 minutes. Seven hours and 53 minutes. Seven hours and 53 minutes. Sound like Homer Simpson wanting donuts. Mm, forbidden donuts. Mm, impeachment.